0: hello everyone and welcome to southeastern ohio's education station i am your host leslie charles When many people think about education and the stories that go along with being in the trenches, really doing the work, it may not seem inspiring or thought provoking, but I assure you, teachers and former teachers turned administrators have the best stories to tell. In fact, most of us could have written several books with the authentic stories we've been told throughout the year. As a parent now, I think about all those times. I would smile, giggle, even laugh out loud with the stories that came from the children in my classroom. And Then there was to those times that I would walk away to another part of the room and wipe a tear because my heart was breaking. You just never know what you're encountering from day to day. In addition to those stories, if you were to think about the business side of education, you might struggle. You might think about something that somebody else has encountered at some point and conquered. That's what the Southeast Ohio's Education Station is all about, the ins and outs of the daily rural classrooms around Southeast Ohio. Hi everybody, welcome to Southeast Ohio's Education Station. I'm Leslie Charles. In today's episode of Bottom Line Leadership, we're gonna talk with uh, Kate Brenner, who is the Student Services Coordinator at Muskingum Valley Educational Service Center about an inspiring, unique program for kids. And these kids have special needs. And this is a program that not only involves those kids, but also their families. So just to kind of give you some information, I'm gonna have Kate talk about herself in just a second. But Kate Brenner has been at Muskingum Valley for the past 15 years, and she really has kind of done everything. She started off as a multiple disabilities program teacher, and then after 10 years of doing that, she moved into the administration side, taking on the role of the student services coordinator here at Muskingum Valley. She's also done a lot of things, um, for example, worked with Camp Grand Slam for the past seven years and has also presented at Ocali and taken groups of students to share at the OSBA Fall Conference. So she's really kind of done just a little bit of everything. So Kate has come today to talk about a wonderful local program that she's involved with at North Terrace Church of Christ called Respite Night. She's gonna fill us in on what this program is, what it takes to pull it off and how important it is for area families. I'm also gonna tell you, and she's probably laughing behind the the video here, but she really is one of my favorite people to talk to. Um, Kate has this way of making every story so fun. And I love to chat with her about the things that happen um, in her program. So let's get started. And just for clarification, I always tell this at the beginning because um, doing a podcast, especially if you're not somebody that is a professional podcast person, um, we kind of script this stuff out ahead of time. Um, I give Kate some general questions or I give all of my um people that come to do this podcast, general questions, and then we kind of script it out. But generally what happens is that um, we start having a conversation and typically it kind of morphs into something else. So I have a feeling with Kate, maybe this may take another term, but we will see. So welcome, Kate Brenner. Thanks so much for joining me for this podcast. It's been quite a process to get people to volunteer for this project. I think people get really anxious when they hear podcasts and recording in front of others. So I'm going to tell you, Kate was my first one from Muskingum Valley that offered to do this. So I told her the other day that she gets a gold star. So um, I want to make sure that we share and celebrate those great opportunities with people, things that are happening in our area that people really don't know is happening or not aware of. And the thing that um, Kate's gonna share with us today is really an amazing program. But before we get to that, um, let's have Kate tell us um, a little bit about, I I said some things about what you have done educationally, but can you share some things about your family, your educational journey, getting to where you are, and also about your current position as a student services coordinator at Muskingum Valley?
1: Hey everybody. And thanks Leslie. Yes. I went to school at the university of Toledo and when I first started school, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, but I was bound and determined that I would not be a teacher because all the women in my family were teachers and I was adamant that I would never do what my mom did. However, while I was there, I had made a friend through my sorority and she introduced me to some kids that she worked with and they all had a disability. And I absolutely fell in love with all of them. And I decided that maybe following in my mom's footsteps wouldn't be all that bad in the end. So when I was done with school, I moved to Zanesville when I received the job as multiple disabilities teacher through Muskingum Valley Educational Service Center. Uh, Through my teaching career, I have taught a variety of grades. I started off teaching um, at the middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And then I moved down to teach kids third through fifth. And then finally, I finished my last three years of teaching with kindergarten, first and second graders with multiple disabilities. Um, eventually then I was honored to take the role as supervisors for the same program. And that has now morphed into overseeing some related services as well. When I'm not at the ESC, I am a very busy mom. I have three kids. Elon is very shy and compassionate, she is nine. Ensley is six, and we say she will either be the president of the United States or she will run a gang in Nashport, Ohio. And then finally, I have Bodie, who is my sweet and cuddly one because he is four months old.
0: Yeah, I, I love hearing about your six year old because <laughs> usually there are some really fun things that you have to share with her, and it, it makes me smile every time. And we were talking a little before we started this podcast about sleeping. I was I was saying for whatever reason today, I was super tired. So how is the sleeping going in your house with the new baby?
1: Uh, well, he was doing really, really well. Um, there were times he was even sleeping through the night, which my other girls never did this early. However, I swear once he turned four months old, um, we have taken a severe backslide and now we're up quite a bit. So we just call that our one-on-one time in the middle of the night.
0: Oh, I remember those days. I swear I didn't sleep for four years. My kid did not like to sleep. So I, I can absolutely understand where you're at, but Kate always has a smile on her face. She always has a great story. So when I asked you to come and do this, we kind of went back and forth because we weren't sure, you know, your program has so many different things that you do, things that would be very interesting and actually When we were talking about it, we came up with a second topic that works. You know, I'm excited about doing. We'll kind of maybe talk about that at the end. But um, when I mentioned your respite night, almost immediately I could tell that you were on board and ready to talk about that great program that is not only for students, but also for families. So, can you please share um, what that program is? the partners, and how this opportunity turned into such a positive program for special needs kids and their families?
1: Of course. Um, I'm currently a member at North Terrace Church of Christ, and about five years ago, a friend of mine spoke to me about our church needing a place for families to come to worship God, but not have to worry about their kids with disabilities. So many times we have parents that you know, don't go to church, don't like going to the grocery store, things like that, because they have to take their child with them that might be overstimulated with all the sounds and and smells and sight of everything. So we started planning a special needs ministry, but we didn't know how to get the word out. And we wanted to make sure that we got it out to all these awesome families. So I spoke with a minister in Tennessee that had his own special needs ministry and kind of talked to him about how he got it started. And he explained to me that their church started a respite night for families, which then funneled into their special needs ministry. And I thought that was an incredible idea. Not only does it get the word out, but it's also an option for kids and parents to have some time to themselves. So once we decided that was the route we were going to take, um, I grabbed a hold of Abby Davenport, who is a friend of mine. She's also a physical therapist. And I started working with our children's minister to make this event come to life. And eventually I also grabbed my friend, Whitney Kochak, who's an occupational therapist, to jump on board to help with the planning. And then we needed countless volunteers to step up to make the event happen. Respite night is almost always held on a Saturday and it lasts about four hours at the church. We chose four hours because we believe it's a really good amount of time to have dinner and a movie locally. Um, Parents could also go grocery shopping without having to tag along all their kids. Or they can have a time to Netflix and chill, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> I do know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chance for parents to get some much needed rest or alone time, even if they just want to take a nap. It's a great time that they don't have to worry about their children. Um, and they're going to be with professionals that work with kids with disabilities. So we are not just some strangers off the street. We accept all ages at rest at night. And we also allow the siblings of kids with disabilities to come as well. Every time we have had respite night, our numbers continue to grow and grow. And the final one that we had had, had over 50 kids in attendance.
0: Wow. So it seems like families are really taking advantage of this opportunity. How many students can that team take? Is there like a magic number or does your team just recruit new helpers as the enrollment goes up?
1: Yes, that's correct. So we always start by asking for volunteers um, before we even get the word out to families. We'll give our volunteers a date. We'll put it in the church bulletin, uh, market it on Facebook that way. And then we get volunteers. If it turns out that we get more kids than what we have volunteers for then we kind of go back out to the masses and ask for more volunteers because we never want to have to be able to turn anybody away
0: and I think that's what's you know so so awesome about the program because you know if you don't have a kid with special needs um you may not be you know Aware of some of the challenges that you may, you know, incur, and so as Kate said, these are all professionals that work with children, um, and it's it makes the you know the families feel safe. Um, it makes the kids happy because um, obviously the the uh, professionals know what activities work well, what don't work with them, and I think it's just a a really good opportunity all the way around. Um, the program obviously is a big success, and I'm assuming, like many other things, COVID impacted it and forced you to postpone, few, you know, further respite nights, you know, starting in 2020. So I, I started looking on Facebook and found some feedback that I want to share with those who are listening. Um, let me read a few posts from social media about this program. I think this is, you know, really telling about you know how important it is to families. And what a great job you guys do. So a couple of things that I heard were, it was so amazing. Both of our girls had a great time. Megan did as well on our date night. So they're able to go out and do things um, that maybe they aren't able to do, you know, most of the time. Uh, Everyone did such, uh, excuse me, everyone did so much to make this event so awesome for the kiddos. Can't wait to do it again. So those kind of Um, that kind of feedback that you get from the people who are, um, experiencing this, I think that is amazing. So reflecting, thinking about your experiences, working with the program, the special needs kids, is there anything that you would do differently moving forward?
1: Well, I will tell you, things have changed a great deal from our first respite night to when we had our last one. We make changes after every single night, Um, after we have a respite night, there is a group of us that get together following the night right away and we talk about things that worked, things that didn't, and things we need to change. We are constantly growing, finding new and better ideas, working out the quirks and fine-tuning things that worked. Um, a lot of times with respite night, um, you know, we start with a small group and then we keep getting bigger and bigger. So the students that end up coming, you know, they aren't always familiar to us. Some, you know, come, we've had some come from out of town just. To come to respite night so when we don't know the student very well you know we learn about them and then we make changes for the following respite night so we can make sure that everybody has the accommodations that we need unfortunately with COVID we did have to stop providing this option for families but here it is first we are thrilled that we'll be bringing it back Uh, we have heard from multiple families that have requested for our nights to come back as soon as possible because they're really, really wanting a night to themselves after a long break and a long time inside their homes with COVID.
0: That is awesome. So you are bringing it back. And I think um, we'll we'll put at the end and I'll also put with some of the information, um, the dates of all of those things um, so that we make sure that we are able to spread the word. Um, As I was sharing Um, some of the information. Um, I I was looking at your respite nights and I heard or I I saw that there were many themes. So um, I found that there were superhero themes, polar plunge. There was something about dinosaurs. So from all of those fun themes, I, I bet you have a fun story that you could share from one of those nights. I feel like as educators, we could have written books about the things that happen in our classroom. And sometimes we're not always able to share some of them because they aren't always appropriate. But do you have something that you would like to share um, for those who are listening?
1: Sure. I was talking to Leslie earlier about uh, the story I was going to share, because I had to talk with Whitney and Abby. There are so many times that you know, we go through these respite nights and there are so many funny stories and sometimes we forget them. A lot of our stories um, will have to be shared at the the late, late, late night podcast. Um, But the one that I will share today and the best one that comes to mind is when we did the polar plunge theme and Whitney was so excited to make this huge igloo out of milk jugs. So we had asked many people here at the ESC and at church to start saving all of their gallon milk jugs for us. The Friday night before respite night, every time Abby, Whitney and I always go to the church and we spend hours there decorating, making sure everything is just right and ready for the following evening. So that night, Whitney and I had the task of putting together this igloo with about 100 milk jugs. And we were moving along and dumping milk jugs out of garbage bags, and it stunk. I mean, it was it was a rank, awful smell.
0: I don't. I honestly don't know what. Well, I know a few things that maybe smell worse <laughs> than spoiled milk, but not that many of them.
1: <laughs> right. So I'm sure everybody's thinking, well, no kidding, you ding dong. Of course, it's going to smell. But we were set out on this idea. We found it on Pinterest. We were bound and determined that we were going to make this itlu no matter if it stunk or not. <laughs> so we kept trekking through with our spoiled milk and our smelly garbage bags. And we put this sucker together, and it was beautiful. It looked exactly like the Pinterest picture. It was a work of art. So we have it all set up. And it's time for the event to start. And we start letting kids in and we sign them in. We have a whole process um, to make sure that everybody is safe and secure when they come into the church for rest at night. And there was a little boy and he was so excited to see this igloo that he ran straight for it. And we were all (laughs) excited. We watched him. We thought, oh, he's going to love playing inside this igloo. And the light that shines through it was awesome. And about 10 minutes later, he runs right into it. And the whole thing fell apart. And there were jugs everywhere so it was a great idea why it lasted for 10 minutes um but it was destroyed very very quickly
0: so one child was the downfall of the igloo
1: yes but he he loved it he was so excited um he was just a little bit rough with it and it was held together by some hot glue so it wasn't gonna be you know gotcha right maybe next time you use super glue or something
0: well, I am sure that although you felt like that was an epic failure, I'm sure that it wasn't. I'm sure that it led to lots of smiles, probably particularly for that little boy that got yes, to destroy did. that. <laughs> did they end up rebuilding it?
1: We tried one time. We started rebuilding it one time just real quickly as fast as we could. And then it fell apart again. And then we just they kind of kicked the gallon, the gallon jugs around. And we just we just laughed and let him play with them how they wanted.
0: Well, sometimes those um, failures turn into something that you'll remember forever. So obviously, the story has stuck with you. What about the smell? Did the smell?
1: The uh, smell was bad. The smell was <laughs> the smell was very bad. We did have to open up some doors um, where we had the igloo place nearby because it it was pretty it was pretty gross.
0: <laughs> pretty cool stuff. So do you have any ideas for maybe your next respite night? What are some themes that you are kicking around that you could maybe hint to those who are you know thinking about attending
1: yes our next one is actually going to be July 31st and it is going to be a circus theme this theme we were supposed we were in the planning stages right before COVID um, so we have just delayed it but in July 31st we were so excited that we'll get back into the swing of things and have a great time with some pretty amazing kids
0: that sounds like fun. As long as
1: there's popcorn,
0: that is, uh, you know, something that then, then I'm there. Like, I think (laughs) maybe I can, I can deal with the popcorn. So, um, so as we are kind of wrapping up, I'm going to do one more thing just because I, I always try to do this with those who, um, come to talk to me, but, um, just for everybody out there, remind us Kate one last time um, where the uh, respite night will be, and again, the date that you guys are planning, just for one last time, so it's fresh in their minds as they are we are wrapping up.
1: Yes, um, it is at North Terrace Church of Christ, and the next respite night will be circus themed, and it will be on July thirty first.
0: Awesome, awesome! So be looking on um, social media. I'm sure that will be on their Facebook page. Um, and make sure that you share that with those families who may want to take advantage of that. So this is my last thing, Kate, and I did not give you these beforehand. So All right. we weren't scripted on this. Okay. These are a series of would you rather questions. And uh, this kind of will, those people that kind of look at, you know, what this tells us about you, I don't know. No, so okay. here we go. Would you rather be Wonder Woman or Batgirl?
1: Wonder Woman. And I have no reason for that. I really don't know much about superheroes, but Wonder Woman sounds good.
0: Uh, Good, good.
1: Um, Would you rather be,
0: excuse me, would you rather be embarrassed or be afraid?
1: Oh, I think I'd rather be afraid actually. When I'm embarrassed, my neck gets all red. When I'm embarrassed or nervous, my neck gets very red and it's a huge tell and then people point it out and then I get even more upset. So I just rather be scared.
0: (laughs) Would you rather have no
1: internet or no cell phone? No cell phone. I cannot go to sleep without watching something on my iPad. So I'll deal without my cell phone but I have to have an internet. Would you rather lose sleep or skip a meal? I guess lose sleep. I'm already losing sleep.
0: So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> i I, I, as you, it's hard. Uh, it's the skipping the meal I don't do very often. I don't do that. Would you rather be, let's see, let me go through that. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Oh
1: my gosh.
0: I know these are, these are crazy and I didn't come up with these to be honest, I'm full disclosure.
1: I want to say covered in fur. I think that, yeah, covered in fur. I like, I rather (laughs) pet something that's furry, furry than something that's scaly.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. This one's gonna, okay. Would you rather wear the same socks for a month or the same (laughs) underwear for a week? (laughs) Same socks. (laughs) <laughs> okay, last one. Would you rather have toilet paper made of sandpaper, oh my, or God. eye drops made from vinegar?
1: That's a horrible. That's
0: a horrible <laughs> it is a horrible
1: question. <laughs> I don't know where I'm getting some of these questions off of the internet. Oh my but I'm gonna go with eye drops of vinegar. I can't imagine sandpaper. I can't
0: either. I can't either. And I use eye drops every single day. And you know, the crazy thing about it is I think about that every single time I put those eye drops in my eyes. I'm sorry. i thinking about it too. every
1: time I use toilet paper now.
0: Sorry to put that image <laughs> in your mind. Um, as, as we're wrapping up for today, I want to thank you for all of this information that you're giving us about respite night. Um, all fun aside, I, I picked some of those because I know you are a fun person. And sometimes I think um, as educators and people that work um, in this in this uh, area that you know people don't think we're human and we sometimes are um, too hard on ourselves. So it was it was meant to be a kind of lighthearted part of this whole thing about the podcast. So, Um, As we're wrapping up, I want to make sure to remind you that you can come back to Spotify because um, I kind of alluded to at the beginning that you and I had had a conversation about possibly showcasing some of those wonderful students in your program. Can you tell us just a little bit just to give them a hint of what we may be talking about?
1: Yes, we have some awesome young adults in our adult success program at the ESC. They are students that are ages 18 to 22 and they do so much around the ESC and in the community. Um, They go to several different job sites. They're all working on vocational training to help with get them competitive employment. And just recently, they have started making some crafts. They did it in the fall, the winter, and in the spring. And this spring, they have sold hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of wooden bunnies. So these group of students have all kinds of information that they would love to share with all of your listeners.
0: We are so excited to talk with them. I think um, ultimately, when I was talking about this, we were talking about these educators, and sharing the great things that are going on in our area. And this is absolutely one of those programs. So um, make sure that you, you know, kind of listen for and, and kind of watch for that podcast, because I think those students are going to be so excited that they were featured in one of these um, for our Southeast Ohio's education station. So thanks so much, Kate, for joining us today and uh, make sure that you check back later for more of these uh really cool, fun little um, times to talk with educators to share the great things that are going on.